Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. The breaking news today is the Ottawa Red Blacks announced they have fired general manager Marcel Desjardins, or as their news release says, relieved him of his duties. I've been to several league meetings with him. We always had visits. He was always very, I thought, up front and forthright, but he had to go. They're 2-9. and nine. They're 2-9. and nine. What did you see coming? They're by far the worst team in the CFL. By far. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It's hour two of your favorite sports talk show. It's brought to you by Core Grain. Doing the right thing for your farm. The Moose is back in the bunker. We're broadcasting from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. We got a full house. Our interns are here. It's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. What you been doing for the last 20 minutes, Moose? Um, just taking care of a couple of emails, and then somebody wrote in about the uh, your Alabama Crimson, Crimson Tide. Tide. What about them? And it just no, it just made they just wondered where they're ranked and are they still in the top, whatever. And so it just made me look at the college football schedule for Saturday, and it's a big game: Michigan, Michigan State, both seven and zero. Your team, yes, on exactly. Saturday. Yeah. Well, hey, don't worry about the Crimson Tide. They've lost one time. It's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing to lose now than in the uh, college football playoff, obviously. So we're not worried about the Crimson Tide. Roll Tide. We are having fun today, as we always do. Kind of going back and forth between football, hockey, hockey, football. I saw Jennifer from the Four Seasons writing in, and she says, the World Series starts tonight. I think Atlanta's going to take it all. Can we get somebody on the big board? Who's favored to win this thing? I looked at our poll. We put a poll up on Instagram stories. Yeah. The voting public was saying Atlanta 60-40. How about that? When I was in there. How about that? I think people just hate the Houston Astros still because of the cheating uh, scandal. I agree. Or saga. And, you know, last time I talked to Greg Zahn, um, probably shouldn't be surprised by this, but he didn't think Houston did anything wrong. I didn't think Houston did anything wrong. They're just ahead of the curve, but whatever. I'm not a baseball guy. He is. Uh, Jeremy Shackleton writes in on Facebook. He says, is it time to panic in Chiefs kingdom? We covered that yesterday extensively, right? We're moving on. That's so Monday. There's breaking news today from the Canadian Football League. The Toronto Argonauts have traded quarterback Nick Fatty Arbuckle to the Edmonton Elks 
for a third-round pick and the rights to former Ole Miss standout Chad Kelly from Edmonton's negotiation list. And I was hesitant to talk about it until the teams actually announced it. You know, until it was Facebook official? Yep. But within the last 20 to 30 minutes, both teams announced it. And if I may, I'm going to get to the NHL right away with some, some fun stuff. But for the benefit of those that weren't watching an hour ago, and you should have been because coffee does start at 10 a.m. Mountain here, Caliber Coffee. What are you brewing today, by the way? What's the, the Harvest Blend mm, is so good. Yeah. So good. Harvest Blend is on uh, percolating here at the RP Show. But the first thing that hit my mind when I saw this trade this morning was also the first thing I saw in the mentions at Three Down Nation was why. And I just got to say this, and I'm, there's a few people that have backed me up on this, although I'm okay with standing out on my own. Believe me, I've made a career of it. But why? This is, to me, this is why the CFL struggles with credibility. When, and I know you'll have some strong thoughts on this, but when I look at the National Football, the league that, let's be honest, you've made it very clear you don't want to work with them. You've made that extremely clear. You want to battle them in this country for attention and eyeballs viewership, ticket sales, what have you. Let's play, let's play a little word association here. Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay. I'll do it for you. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City. Dak Prescott, Cowboys. Ben Roethlisberger, Steelers. And this CFL, where, Trevor Harris, ah, uh, Toronto, Ottawa, Edmonton, Montreal, ah, uh, Nick Arbuckle, ah, uh, Calgary, Ottawa, Toronto, Edmonton. All within a year. See what I'm saying? I do. Zach Caleros. Uh, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, Toronto, Hamilton. Hamilton. So the viewer Craig from Toronto said, last hour this quarterback carousel is getting a little ridiculous. And we talked about it with coaches for years in the CFL, and now it's quarterbacks. So this thing with Nick Arbuckle, I guess this what is the transactional thing. Toronto wasn't playing him, so let's get his salary off the books, blah, blah, blah. It's just what's going on in the CFL isn't necessarily what meets the eye. And it continues, in my opinion, to do more damage to brand identification if you're trying to build a brand of the CFL in the country. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. You? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's fun that, that you can move players like this and have success, but you're right, you know, you lose that brand identity. You know, when you have teams that have longevity of success, what do you think about? Now, Ricky Ray's a different story because he had success in two places, but it was two. Long time in Edmonton, long time in Toronto. Success. You know, I go back further. Doug Flutie, Damon Allen, but it was very single, singular moves. Um, Anthony Calvillo. You remember him as one team. Bo Levi, Jeff Garcia, right? These quarterbacks, you think of one team, Darian Durant, one team. I know he went on to Winnipeg. Yeah, but so did Joe Montana. So did Joe right. Namath. But he, but he <laughs> played. Everybody goes somewhere Sus- at the end. Yeah, right. That's an That's different. Ray Bork, Wayne Gretzky. Not in the middle. Yeah. Right? Darian Durant. And the Riders were winning. If you want to have success, you have to have continuity. You can't just keep swapping players in and out all the time. It's not good for brand identity. It's not good for ticket sales. And it's what we've seen is it's not a recipe for on-field success either. The one anomaly in all of it feels like is Zach Caleros, who's now found a really nice home in Winnipeg. 
and continues to have a lot of success. So it is, it's a mess. Darren in Salt Lake City watching on YouTube says, every franchise needs a face of the franchise. Yeah, but sometimes I wonder if the people running the show understand that. I really wonder. And, you know, who's behind these trades? The general managers, the owners, the bean counters? I don't know. What I'd rather talk about is this athletic projections. I don't know why I get so horny about this, but I do. Particularly the NHL ones. Not as I know people get excited about the NFL ones and stuff, but based on the opening two weeks of the NHL regular season, the way that it's going, and do we expect it to continue to go the way that it's going? It's not with 32 teams, it's not. No, it's not. But you know who's going to miss the playoffs? And again, we could probably figure this out ourselves. We, we just look stupid. We're not stupid. According to The Athletic, the numbers they've run, the Edmonton Oilers will win the Pacific Division. Vegas will finish second. Calgary will finish third. And San Jose will finish fourth. Are you listening? I am. I meant them. <laughs> I knew you were listening. I could see. The Seattle Kraken will miss by a smidge. And then it'll go Vancouver, LA, Anaheim. They got Anaheim last. What? Over in the Central Division, we all had Colorado to finish first. And it's, according to this, there's a 99% chance of Colorado winning the division. How can they say that? What if McKinnon gets COVID again? Could happen. Blues second, Wild third, Jets the fourth and final playoff spot. And then here's who will miss in the Central. Dallas, Nashville, Chicago, Arizona. They say Arizona has a 0% chance of making the play. How can you say that? Six games into the year. Maybe they'll suddenly get good. Guys, guys, park it. You're done. (laughs) Six games. Take your stuff off, guys. It's over. Like, if you want to go out tomorrow night, doesn't matter. We're 0% chance. Okay? Zero. Don't show the Coyotes this, okay? They made it a game last night in Florida. I was watching it. Yeah. These standings, I'm looking at them too, and they're just. What about them? I mean, the Atlantic at the top, Florida, okay, good. Buffalo, Detroit, and at the bottom, Tampa, Toronto, you know, Montreal. You got the two Stanley Cup combatants at the bottom. You got Buffalo and Detroit at the top of the division. So, yes, we don't think this is going to stay like this. It's fun to talk about. But it's fun to talk about. The Atlantic Division, uh, and this is odd. And by the way, this just came out like within the last couple of days. They got Florida number one, of course, America's team. Mm-hmm. They're off to their best start ever, 6-0. and I watched them last night barely hang on to beat Arizona 5-3, by the way, with an empty netter. Frank the Tank Vetrano scoring his first of the year, and Jumbo Joe as well. They got the Bruins second, Leafs third. They are expecting Toronto to pull out of this, by the way. Okay. Tampa Bay fourth, and then missing are Montreal, Detroit, Ottawa, and Buffalo. And uh, that's just about every division we've gone through. Let's just, for spits and giggles, talk about the Metropolitan Division. Carolina number one, and they embarrassed the Leafs last night, but you know what? Who doesn't? Islanders two, Caps three, Penguins four, and then missing are the Rangers, Devils, Flyers, and Blue Jackets which I think is exactly what I predicted. 
going into the year. Wouldn't that be something? It's 11-11, yeah. by the way. Wow. Well, <laughs> How about that? How about that? The opportunity portal is opening. Are you going to walk through the door or be a little chicken? The Rangers oh, are interesting to me because I think one, they've got good goaltending with Shusterkin. And yeah. I think the Rangers could find a way to, fit, to slide themselves in. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. I think the follow-up poll question, you know, in, in the coming days or next week needs to be who's in the most trouble? Who's, who should be the most worried of these teams at the bottom? You know, if Vegas keeps this, this trend going, Chicago hasn't won yet. Um, I'm looking at teams that need to win hockey games. Um, I mean, geez, everybody in the Metropolitan Division is above 500. Even the Flyers at three at two, one and one in the basement. How about that? Dead last. You know, is it Montreal that should be the most worried at one and five? This is Tampa. So we've got some we've got some follow up poll questions to this too. I see the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is. Who's the best team in the National Hockey League? As we sit here on October the 26th, your options are Florida, Edmonton, St. Louis. And just for fun, we put in the Buffalo Sabres. What's the results saying, Clark? What are they saying early on in this thing? With one out of 57 polls reporting, the Florida Panthers are the best team in the National Hockey League right now. That's what... 50% of respondents are saying, 38% are saying the Edmonton Oilers, 13% say the Blues, who, as far as I'm concerned, have come out of nowhere. Tarasenko scored two last night. Last I checked, he wanted out of there. Yeah, he was... I don't understand this stuff. You know, that'll be interesting, too, um, because he had such a bad start to the season last year, and he was not very good in the bubble, and we thought maybe... He was disgruntled. He wanted out. And then maybe his time was over because he was one of the players that was trying to climb into that elite category from really, really good to the top tier of the National Hockey League. But maybe he's back because he's got the talent, clearly. And they seem to have things pointed in the right direction in St. Louis, at least early on. And that's a good thing. Uh, From Philip Spatola, watching on YouTube, says the Metro is stacked Best division top to bottom. The Atlantic has the more top end. Wayne and Victoria wonders if the Leafs are going to get their act together. You know that we've been asking that for literally a half century. You you know that, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry to our Leaf fan viewers uh, watching across Ontario on Game Plus TV, but I'm just saying it the way that it is. I'm happy that John Kirby showed up. I was thinking that this morning. Where's John Kirby been? Right. I was starting to get worried. Well, he's watching on Facebook. And regarding these trades and the quarterback carousel in the CFL, he says, was the Trevor Harris actually vaccinated rumor going around that he wasn't? That's why he got traded. Um, I heard that too, that, you know, your face of the franchise. I felt like people in Edmonton were really starting to gravitate to Trevor Harris. And we were just there. It's not like I was watching from afar. And then they trade him. And it just seemed like things didn't add up. And you heard the rumors of that he was not vaccinated. Well, guess what? Neither is his general manager. So 
Don't you just wish Edmonton could back up a couple years? <laughs> or just pretend like none of this ever happened? I know. Heesh. Because it's kind of been a mess. Um, Jeremy Shackleton watching on Facebook. He's still with us. He says the Penguins winning without guys who are hurt or COVID is crazy. Once those guys get back, the Penguins could be dangerous pending Jari. Uh, I'm with you on that one, bro. I didn't see the Penguins having this type of season. Uh, I had them picked to miss the playoffs, by the way. And then they went in and pulled down the Lightning's pants and gave them a spanking on opening night. Did they ever? And then the Leafs. And they're doing it to everybody. <laughs> right. You know, Pittsburgh's got something figured out. Just so happens that uh, Ryan Malone, Penguins great, will be joining us later on this hour. And somebody has written in here about Connor Bedard, and I appreciate that they have. I wore this quarter zip today to symbolize my love for God's team, the Regina Pats Hockey Club. And there has been some rumors out there blowing up my phone that Connor Connor McBedard (laughs) wants to be traded because he's on a team that's lost seven in a row, WHL's first ever exceptional player. I did a little digging last night, and I can confidently report today that the report is complete bullfeathers, and Connor Bedard would never abandon his teammates, does not want to trade, and frankly, the source that I spoke with, Kent, has no idea where this came from. So I'll say it again. The rumor that Connor Bedard wants out is bullschnitzel. How about that? And the Pats go into a home-and-home with the Swift Current Broncos this weekend. We'll continue all of this after the break. You're watching the RP Show. It's Hour 2, brought to you by Core Grain. Doing the right thing for your farm on the Game Plus TV network. Live streaming on Facebook and YouTube. And 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Just in time. By the way, Moose. Yes. uh, Clear your schedule Thursday afternoon. Uh, Can you? We look. You just for those that just saw the bumper of uh, John Frenzy and I in Big Bird, the yellow Jeep. I need to put that sucker in the barn. Okay. And I haven't had a chance yet. All right. Uh, you'll notice that it's out here right behind IKS World Headquarters. Is cleared. Getting rain. Getting rained on. So uh, we need to take the f- Jeep out to the farm. You need to follow me. Yep. And then bring me back. Here. All right. And uh, for my brother, consider yourself warned. Thanks in advance. Ryan Malone's coming up next segment. And the topic of the Pittsburgh Penguins and their hot start has come up. Uh, He played with the Penguins, his hometown team. This is pretty cool. From 03 to 08. And then the Tampa Bay Lightning from 09 to 14. And then finished up with the New York Rangers. Oh, yeah, you know him. Ryan Malone. Went in the fourth round of the 1999 NHL entry draft. Played as junior with the Omaha Lancers. How about that? How I'm about looking that? forward to that chat. That'll be good. Which is kind of cool because Cinny Girl, she just perked up 
I love this. She is like, did somebody mention my penguins? Here it is. She goes, yikes, I'm late. Sydney girl watching in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yep, we got Ryan Malone coming up later on this hour, Sydney. So settle in for that. Mm, The big news, if you missed it, comes out of the Canadian Football League today. Don't you just love daytime sports talk? By the time everybody else gets there, we've put it to bed already. Mm -hmm. The Toronto Argonauts have dealt quarterback Nick Fatty Arbuckle to the Edmonton Elks for a third-round pick and the rights to former Ole Miss standout Chad Kelly from Edmonton's negotiation list. We're still trying to figure out why uh, necessarily, but everybody's talking about Nick Arbuckle and the fact that he's never hardly played in the CFL. He's on his fourth team already. And I just see him as a guy that has just had bad luck. COVID really threw a monkey wrench into his career. Northside YEG watching on YouTube says Arbuckle's been around the league, but he's still an unknown. It's exciting. More than if he's already thrown for 5,000 yards a few times. He did lead the Ottawa Red Blacks to a sim football championship in the 2019 CFL. 2020 I, CFL I can sim see season. that touchdown to Brad Sinopoli. To win it all in overtime. That's right. So there's that. They're still mad in Saskatchewan. Never should have got to overtime. <laughs> they Kicked were out coached. Kicked a field goal. They're out coached. And the damn Sim Grey Cup, which ironically enough, Liberty versus Coastal Carolina in the Liberty Bowl, I watched it. The exact same thing, the exact same thing in a real game. Saskatchewan had a chance to kick a field goal and win the game in our video game Grey Cup. Nope, they wanted to punch it in. Why? Why? We don't understand why, Craig Dickinson. And then they lost in overtime. The difference in the real game, a field goal would have won it for them. They tried to run it in. They fumbled at the one in the real game, and they went to overtime, and Liberty ended up winning. Yeah. Ken Austin's. And I was on the phone to my football guys going, who made that call, Hugh Freeze or Ken Austin? They said it was Hugh Freeze, not Kent. Kent wouldn't do that. So we thought there's no way this dumb video game. And here we go. Then it happened in real life. Unbelievable. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Jeff the Stamps fan writes and says, What the heck are the Argos doing? Do they not think they can make a serious run at the Grey Cup this year? You don't trade away the greatest insurance policy a CFL team can have. He speaks for a lot of people by saying that. I thought the same thing. What are, you, what are you doing? It's pretty clear they don't care about the salary cap in Toronto. Yeah. Right? There's that whole side of it, too. Jeff Cabellus in Winnipeg says, Arbuckle has some upside to him. I think he'll still be a gamer at quarterback in a few years. Yeah, I don't think the uh, quarterback playing the CFL is as bad as they say. Regarding Connor McBedard, Wayne and Victoria's watching, and he says, were the Pats that bad last year that even with Connor Bedard, they're losing seven in a row? Well, if you'll give me a minute to talk about my favorite topic, and that is the Western Hockey League. The Regina Pats last year in the bubble. They played in a bubble. Moose and I were there. We called it. Pats had a bad start recovered, and had there been a playoffs, they'd have been in them. And Connor Bedard was scoring two points a game. 
It was a little like uh, Clark was pointing out, because you guys are all so young and it's so cute. He was looking at Bernie Nichols' career stats, and Clark was like, you know, Bernie was just kind of average. And then one year he just went, boop. Uh, yeah, that's when Gretzky showed up. <laughs> and, and Bernie started playing on his right side. Uh, Connor Bedard had a little more talent last year to deal with than what he's got now. That's just a fact. So, as I said yesterday, he's secretariat playing with a bunch of Clydesdales. And it's Canada. People are paying attention to what's going on, even with major junior hockey. So, this weekend... God's team has a home-and-home home with the Swift Current Broncos. And what I'm hearing is if it doesn't turn around after this weekend, and I'll be calling the game Saturday on television, uh, we'll expect something next week in terms yeah. of a shakeup. So. From Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg. Long live the dub. From Ryan Booth, he's watching on YouTube, he says, to all the U.S. viewers, the National Lacrosse League has signed a multi-year deal with ESPN+. We heard that uh, last week, right, that that was coming out? That's right. This announcement? You're talking about a league that's growing. I think it's the fastest growing pro league on the continent, the National Lacrosse League. It's impressive what they did in the pandemic where they just... As their commissioner, Nick Sakevich, said, we put a pin in the wall. We're not playing. And I almost wonder if the CFL should have done that. I, I don't know. I don't know. The CFL is like that tweener league. They're bigger than the NLL, but smaller than the bigger. They got caught in the crowd. And they're playing. Yeah. But you wonder for how long. Like I had a guy text me last night and say, he actually was one of our sponsors, and I don't want to say whom, but he said that there's too much on the coaches' plates. They've strip this down to a skeleton staff well that was in order to play like we are where we are what do we want here and you realize how many people that have lost jobs that had been in the cfl that have moved on people don't care the games are on tv so who did it right i'm not sure right who who wore the pandemic better yeah nothing's changed for the fans Exactly. Watch the games. That's what, I'm, fine. that's what i'm trying to get but at. the games are worse and i can't figure out why none of you know <laughs> like we can point to all these things, but I do like clear decision-making. The NLL did do that. They said, we're not playing. They made it real clear. You know, didn't hum and haw, one foot in, one foot out. But the CFL did, and now they are playing, so they get the benefit of that. So, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. <clears throat> we'll see where, they, where, where both these leagues are in like a couple of years from now. Well, thank you for pointing out the obvious that nobody can see, the forest for the trees. Lowest scoring games in the CFL since 1974. The quarterback play has dropped off. Well, go figure. We're now only dressing two per week. Coaching staffs have been chopped. Yeah, limited resources. But nobody stopped to think about it until you did. Yeah. Um, I thank Justin Kuder, a former video guy for the BC Lions, and Saskatchewan Rough Riders for tweeting. Here's some Penguins talk coming up on the Rod Peterson Show. Thank you, Justin. When you have your viewers promoting your show for you, that's what you want. Yeah. I'm no expert, but... Thank you. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, if Winnipeg got an NLL team, I'd be throwing all my money at that. I would say there's a pretty good chance of that happening. 
I want to see an NLL team go to Florida. That's what I want to see. I wanted to see a team go to Arizona, and I thought there was a chance of that. But now I'm realizing that I don't think they're going to go to Arizona. But they've expanded to, what, San Diego, Philadelphia. I think Winnipeg's just sitting there going, it just almost like begging for a team. Don't you? Yeah. It was a very busy arena, though. They're in the state of New York, Fort Worth, Texas. Just right? expanded to Fort Worth. Thank you, you for know, that. Vegas is coming. So they're trying to expand all over the United States. It's, it's, uh, it's a quickly growing league, and it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Winnipeg, Montreal, maybe. I'm trying to think of where, what markets in Canada could support it. We've had this discussion before, too, but, yeah, it's, it's fun. I don't think they're necessarily looking at Canada because they haven't expanded in Canada. They've moved a team to Halifax. Yeah. They moved the Toronto Rock to Hamilton. Uh, but I'll say Florida, again, would be a nice spot for a team. Brady Leovold has entered the chat from Muskoka, Ontario, the former dubster and Tampa Bay Lightning prospect. He says, hey, RP Show. Viewer Earl James on YouTube He's scowling at our poll. Our poll question today for Capital Auto Mall, Universal Collision Center is, who is the best team in the National Hockey League? A-T-M. At the moment. Florida, Edmonton, St. Louis, or Buffalo? And leading the way now are the Edmonton Oilers. What a shock from the Canadian team (laughs) from the program broadcasting from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. Earl James writes it on YouTube and says the Panthers are nowhere near the best team in the league. Oilers look way more dominant. Hey, Earl, watch the games, brah. The Panthers are pretty much flattening everybody, including the Arizona Coyotes just last night. I'm trying to find it. I know I saw it. What? Um, There was a stat. And it talked about in however long, teams that have gone six and zero, most goals that they've scored, and the Panthers have cracked that top list. So they're scoring goals at a crazy pace. They're doing really well. They're winning hockey games against tough teams. I might add, you including the defending Stanley Cup champions. So there's not a lot to argue when it comes to the Florida Panthers. Now Edmonton has been very good too, but. My vote's got to go with the Panthers right now because they're playing against Tampa and they've they've beaten the Lightning. You can't control who you're playing against, but they look pretty good. The Panthers won the initial boff Battle of Florida, beating Tampa Bay last week. The Panthers are just mowing through their competition, including, by the way, the potential Stanley Cup preview last week with the Colorado Avalanche in town which I believe was Nathan McKinnon's uh, season debut. Mm-hmm. He had successfully recovered from COVID. And the Panthers won that one, I think, 4-1. So I'll say it again. My preseason pick for the Stanley Cup final was the Vegas Golden Knights, Canada's team, against the Florida Panthers. And I'm not moving off that yet. I'm going to give the Vegas Golden Knights until U.S. Thanksgiving before I really start to panic. Okay, But as it starts, stands right now, they're not in a playoff spot, Vegas. This is like the most turbulence they've ever gone through. One and four? Yeah. <laughs> it is. 
Because uh, really I'm is. a long-suffering Vegas Golden Knights fan. I've got scars from being a fan base and this fan base. Yeah, but I'd have to go back to the tape. I think I picked Florida and Chicago. Chicago's 0-5. Didn't you say Florida Edmonton? Maybe now I could see Florida. Well, now I don't remember what I said. I reserve the right as the host of this show to change my Stanley Cup prediction yep. after January 1st. Okay. How about that? We're going to take a timeout and be joined by Lightning, Penguins, Rangers alum, Ryan Malone. So many people looking forward to that. we got viewers uh, tuning in from Pittsburgh just for it. Ryan Malone joins us next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces in Canada and 31 states. Live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues here on Game Plus TV. Uh, We mentioned Ryan Malone uh, coming up right away here, NHL veteran. And I said the viewers in Pittsburgh have perked up. For instance, Cine Girl, she says, "So, so happy to see Ryan is coming up. Hello from a big fan here in Pittsburgh. Tampa in the house tonight with the Penguins. And Ryan now repping Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. Bugsy Malone, we got a lot to go through with him, so we can bring him on the screen. G'day, Ryan. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yes, well, I'm excited to chat with you. There's a lot of things to chat with with you. And what our viewers wanted to get at is these Penguins that have not lost in regulation. They're 3-0-2 to start the year. And I actually had them picked to not make the playoffs. And they still may not, but it's been a pretty good start. What's going on with these guys? Yeah, I think sometimes when you have uh, those big names out of the lineup, it gives opportunities for those young guys to step up and um, honor Coach Sullivan. Um, you know, he's pretty disciplined with his game plan. I think, um, you know, having sit around, even though he's not in the games, um, but now he's uh, practicing a little more and his work ethic and leadership still, I think, uh, helps all those guys, uh, you know, prepare for games and just, uh, you know, work together. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good to see, especially early in the season to deal with some adversity um, and definitely build confidence for the long run. You know, it's interesting that you say that because why some teams always win and why some teams always lose. Culture takes you a long ways. And what you're saying is that. What is that culture in Pittsburgh? And by the way, you're in Tampa, too. Clearly, they're doing something right. Maybe just not right off the start of the year. But (laughs) culture is a big thing. Yeah, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, forget that a little bit. uh, Just how everyone needs to kind of accept the role. And sometimes, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot easier as well as the player when the coach tells you, you know, these are kind of your expectations. Um, so you kind of fit in and understand what you have to do and you can do your job the best that you can. And I think everyone knows now you need uh, everybody and then some to make it through the playoffs healthy and to finish, uh, finish with the Stanley Cup over your head. So um, it's all part of the development. But if everyone's buying into the same uh, goal and purpose, it's, uh, it's a pretty special feeling. Well, and, and the Lightning, by the way, two, three, and one. You spent about even time in both places. Uh, 
Pittsburgh went in and, like I said, pulled down the Lightning's pants and gave him a spanking on opening night. And John Cooper said afterwards, our American League team could have put up a bigger fight than these guys tonight. What's the? Is it a hangover in Tampa? What's going on with the Lightning? Uh, it definitely could be a hangover. They played a lot of hockey, uh, and um, you know they ha- they battled back a few games there. They're out third in the third period in Detroit. I think they were down two or three goals, end up coming back, um, which still shows they have that piss and vinegar. And uh, enough is enough. I think they kind of said, but uh, yeah, I think I think anytime. I mean, obviously, I've never won back-to-back Stanley Cups, but I'm pretty sure at the start of the season, you might be a little uh, rusty or a little, um, you know, take things for granted and get back to the way that uh, you need to kind of grind and work it out and kind of keep things simple. Um, You know, less is more sometimes. Uh, I'll tell you what, that's the thing. Pittsburgh would have an excuse if things weren't going their way. Tampa really doesn't. They got their big guns. Um, you know, when you were talking about a small world, Ryan, the guys mentioned for me to ask you about the Robert Morris University campaign. My niece and her dad's watching right now, my brother, she committed to Robert Morris University. She was all excited. She was to be a freshman this year. And then, as you know, in June, boop, carpet oh. ripped out. It was a very yeah. traumatic day. Uh, in our family, and she's ended up at Mercyhurst, and she's having a great freshman season. But can you tell our viewers about what's going on with Robert Moore University? Because uh, they canceled their hockey programs, and how where, what your involvement is there in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I think um, I, I goosebumps. It's just something that you know, being from there and growing up there, we did not have any other hockey teams to look to go to or stay in the area. Um, to pursue our, you know, hockey career. It was just college or even juniors. So we obviously had to, to leave home and now to have a Division One program there, um, and a, a successful one. I know the women's team just won the year before, before they cut the team. Um, and then also the success of the men's team in previous years. Um, you know, it just was a very unfortunate. I think it caught a lot of people off guard. And uh, I'm just doing my best to kind of raise awareness and help show the support um, you know, not to just reinstate the team for a year or two, but, uh, you know, have it there for a long time for those local kids um, or to anyone to come in there and, you know, try to fulfill their dream to gain, um, you know, get to the next level, but also be close to home. You know, it's, it's uh, I was very fortunate to play in my hometown and I, I never would have dreamt it. Um, and to just even to think about back in the day when you could have developed more, um, you know, through the college ranks there to have those local uh, colleges there for your goal to, to make it. And I think that uh, is my job now to try to just bring awareness to the program and uh, try to raise some funds to reinstate the program for a long time. Uh, yeah, well, you, so you played junior in Omaha and then you went to St. Cloud State, of course. Uh, when you talk about playing in your hometown, it was with the Penguins, but I think it would be pretty exciting for hometown kids to stay at home and play college hockey too. So where's that at? Do you think that you, they're going to bring the hockey program back or yeah, what? I mean, that's where I've been calling around. You know, I talked to Mario. I know Dave Morehouse. Uh, they reached out early on um, and they kind of couldn't really, I guess, come to terms with certain things. Um, so they're staying out of it for the time being. Um, I know, I mean, Barstool Sports stepped up and tried to uh, really help out. Uh, their CEO, Erica, there is uh, a diehard hockey fan, especially for the women's side, trying to promote things and get that going. They seem not to respond too well to Barstool Sports um, with, I guess, their reputation. I'm not sure. 
But um, so they are helping out in other ways through the Pittsburgh Hockey Foundation. Um, and, you know, right now I'm working with, uh, I'm going to start this chip in uh, pot to help, uh, you know, raise, raise, raise the money um, to reinstate the teams. And chip in is a, a foundation where you kind of get rewarded for helping, uh, helping out, uh, you know, different programs or people in need. Um, it was, it was a, one of the platforms I met through UFFS, along with AO Sports and Fancentrics. All these platforms are really about, um, you know, empowering the athletes, but also connecting with the fans and giving the fans more bang for their buck than, you know, what they're previously getting now. So it's really bringing the fans and athletes together. And um, like I said earlier, this just hits home for me being from Pittsburgh, not having any college teams there um, or really any, any higher level hockey um, to see it take off now as a hockey town, um, it'd be very, I'd be very disappointed if they don't have a Division One hockey team there. And I think RMU has done a great job in the past um, with their success, and it's our job just to show the support, and then the board can uh, reinstate the team. So that uh, that is the goal. Good luck with that, by the way. There are so many people writing in with messages to Ryan Bugsy Malone, the latest. Andrea Ellis. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> There's a lot. Uh, Ryan's with Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports now, which uh, kind of has a quasi office in this building. And Gerald Smiley from Chip In is, uh, is a big supporter of ours, just a super dude. So, Ryan, I feel like we're going to be talking a lot uh, here in the future. I appreciate the time. We do got to run. But thanks for this. And uh, let's do it again soon yeah. here as we get once the snow flies for sure. Yeah, it sounds good. I'll give you an update here. We have to raise that money by mid-December to reinstate the team for next year. So uh, oh, wow. I'll set up some links and uh, tweet some stuff out uh, to get some links out so people can get informed and uh, help us out if you can. Whatever you need. We're here to help. Thanks, Bugsy. All right. Thanks for having me. Ryan Malone checking in from Pittsburgh today on Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back with Overtime. We'll turn it over to you. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to this show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Yeah, buddy. Welcome to Overtime. How's it going, Moose? <laughs> what? It was great. Good chat with Bugsy. I was listening to that in my wow, office. Wow, how about that? I never yeah. met him before. No, he's a really, really good guy. He's on board with everything that's been going on. So Yeah, I feel like we're going to be big friends. I feel like it. GGN. Good guy network. Yep. He's in it now. Uh, I said this is viewer takeover, so let's go there. Uh, from Gene Patchkowski on Twitter says, you mentioned unvaccinated players and staff. Consider this. Smallpox was eradicated due to mandatory global vaccines. No such thing as anti-vaxxers. Imagine that. Uh, I think I'm going to stay away from that. <laughs> just just uh, bob and weave, yeah. stay in the pocket. Oof, oof, oof. Yeah. Float like I'm about to move. Nope. I was saying to you, I was, doing, I was reading you. The reading? Uh, yeah. The reading. Yeah. And it said to inject every thought with gratitude. So I was laying there last night thinking, 
I'm grateful that we don't have to deal with this crap <laughs> like the universities and the sports teams. We've been very lucky. I don't necessarily know how. I'm not even going to touch wood because it's just thank you. I'm grateful that we've been able to travel across the border, or at least I have. Yes. Uh, you provincial borders with me and not have to worry about this stuff that these other teams are dealing with and leagues, like the university canceling games and the yeah. NFL, CFL, NHL having COVID outbreaks. I just, we've been very fortunate. We really have. We really have been fortunate. We're, we're able to go to games. We're able to, you know, watch them on television every night. We're able to, you know, get what we need. Yeah, things aren't back to what they were three years ago, but we have a lot of blessings that we can be thankful for. You know, and I know people are dealing with a lot worse. I know the healthcare industry is going through it. I know people are in tough. I know the hospitals are full. We're sending from this province, sending patients out of province and all that kind of stuff. So for you and I, we've got it pretty good. I think we're pretty grateful for that. Sure. And I don't slough any of this off because I personally have friends that are in cancer battles right now that are unable to get their surgeries because the hospital is full of COVID patients. So I get it. This ain't no joke. Um, while I have a minute, let's do a sports update here, Moose. Just a couple of items of what's going on. World Series, that was the question I wanted. Are you going to be watching tonight, game one of the World Series? Houston Astros are in the World Series for the third time in five years. They go into game one against the Braves tonight as the betting favorites in Vegas. Sure to be cheered at home at Minute Maid Park tonight. But everywhere else, they're seen as the villains, considered baseball's biggest cheaters after using an illegal sign-stealing scheme on their way to winning the 2017 championship. Um, you know what I've discerned, Moose? Mm. I will be listening to it. Driving out to Wilcox tonight to broadcast the, uh, the Hounds and the Mustangs. I'm just tickled that I'm going out there. I really am. Read my commentary on that at rodpeterson.com today, or listen to it on Cat Country or Rock 98.5. Last time I broadcast a Notre Dame-Melfrey game was... 1992. And does Weyburn still carry the World Series games on the radio? Can somebody tell me that? Good question. If that uh, network of stations, uh, we used to carry them in Rosetown. They carry yeah. them in, in Weyburn. So you might be able to listen to it. At the very least, I'll have it on my satellite radio. But That's right. It would be nice if uh, my, what do you call it, alma mater, CFSL's carrying the games. 1190 on your AM dial, country favorites. Andrew Mangiapani had a pair of goals, and the Calgary Flames stayed hot, beating the Rangers 5-1 Monday for their third straight win. Also, Drake Batherson's first hat trick in the NHL wasn't enough as the Sens fell 7-5 to Washington. And the Leafs lost in Carolina 4-1. Those athletic projections have the Sens missing the playoffs. They probably will because they're in such a tough division, but that sucks. It does. But they're on the way up. The Vancouver Canucks have missed their fans. It's been nearly 600 days since the club has played a regular season game in front of a crowd at Rogers Arena. That'll end tonight when Vancouver welcomes the Minnesota Wild. Also, the Flames are at New Jersey. The Montreal Canadiens visit Seattle. And the Winnipeg Jets travel to Anaheim. The Jets have points in four straight. And OG Ananobi scored 22 points. Why do I keep hearing the voice of... Who's our guy? Matt the, Devlin. Yeah, I always. Matt Devlin. Oh, gee, Ananobi. From Saskatoon. From Halifax. <laughs> I love that guy, Matt Devlin. And he follows me on Twitter. 
OG Ananobi scored 22 points to lead the Raptors, but Toronto still dropped a 111. 108 decision to Chicago. Former Raptors star DeMar DeRozan scored 26 points for the Bulls. Toronto's lost three of four with all three losses coming at Scotiabank Arena. Again, I say, who are these guys? Do I need to print you another program? (laughs) (laughs) I said that last year, right? Who are these guys? The Toronto Raptors. Here's the sad thing. If I can just get something off my chest. And why not? That's what we do here every day, right? For two hours. Mm-hmm. I was watching the post-game rap with uh, Kate Burness, Sam. No, it was Leo Routens last night. And who is the li- who is the little guy from Syracuse? Jack Armstrong. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just I'm just so upset that Rod Black isn't there anymore. And That's... I just I just think that he deserved a 21 gun salute on his way out of town, but no. Did the CFL do anything to honor Rod Black after calling their games for 25 to 30 years? If they did, I missed it. I know. I missed it too. TSN itself, yeah, there was a statement. Oh, man, just this business. If you, if you want to know why, just the lack of class yeah. in a lot of ways. Just is highly disturbing. Rod Black deserved so much better than what he got. Leighton Janice watching in BC says, great show, Rod. Thanks for brightening up this gloomy West Coast day. Thank you. That's our idea. That's what we do here. From my cousin, Christine in Medicine Hat. She says, the Raptors will get it together. I know, but when? From Cine Girl in Pittsburgh. She says, great words, Moose. We all truly need to count our blessings. I, I said it first, not him. <laughs> What's tomorrow? I don't need the credit. Uh, Exactly. What are you, Rod Rust now? Yeah. Thanks to uh, Ryan Bugsy Malone and the Sports Doctor. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus TV. Put him up. McFly, hello. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.